Green Mountain Dental is a great place to get your teeth cleaned and x-rayed and examined. And if you do all three of those things, then they'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. It's a great deal. Um, it's a, an electric toothbrush. Like, obviously, they wouldn't be promoting a normal do-it-yourself toothbrush because you can get those for like two bucks. This is actually a great deal. Um, I desperately need to go in there. I uh, am overworking my Crest White Strips. Oh, no. Um Join the club, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's working like a little bit too well for me to go in, which is the disappointing part. But yes, uh-huh. I need to get in there. And when I do, it's going to be at Green Mountain Dental Group because I need a better toothbrush, too. And they'll give that to me. Yeah, pretty sweet deal. Incredible deal. Broncos Country is Sitting in the South Stands Drinking the curves from Mile High The best part of the week Hugging a perfect stranger as they become a friend. Having a good time when the orange and blue WIN. Tuning in every day with the good folks down at You could go to any dentist for a rinky dink free toothbrush after your you you yeah, remember that as a kid they oh give you a they, they have like sparkles the inside and stuff and they give you like floss and i i need I, so is flossing they might actually a thing you were a girl you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. yeah is flossing still a thing for adults i think there's been a bit of a push against flossing oh really that's right by by like uh, me or by like the actual <laughs> people who should be giving that sort of advice because i know i'm personally very anti-flossing something i've been told no I'm speak now, on behalf of all dentists I'm please Andre. thousands of people <laughs> um i think flossing's uh it's it's losing a bit of credibility i am pro okay. flossing though. oh really i think you should why is that you always you have should. a toothpick there's no way you need to floss too <laughs> that's exactly right there you go <laughs> <laughs> i wonder i wonder what the dental community thinks of toothpicks Mm, I think they're pretty cool. Probably controversial. Probably. I wonder if there's like a toothpick floss uh, wide mm. receiver OT type debate. Yeah. Like I bet we they're have in like Broncos country. Certain toothpicks that like have are like the flavored ones. And there's like some brands of those that there's some dentists who are just like constantly screaming about. Like there's like, no, this, this is the wrong kind of toothpick. You guys don't know what they're talking about. Like, doesn't it seem like dentists would just get kind of fired up about that kind of thing? I don't know. Maybe yeah, I, I'm, I'm misunderstanding them. Let's start the show. Let's start the show. But one more time, if you get a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental, then you can get a free Sonicare toothbrush. And I bet that if you had that, you wouldn't even need to floss. Better question for them than us, though, probably. Uh, not probably, certainly. Um, This is the DNVR Buffs podcast. Nope. DNVR. I was thinking about the presenting sponsor. This is the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by uh, Strava Craft Coffee, which is also different than the Buffs podcast. I'm Henry Chisholm, and I host the Buffs podcast, Mm -hmm. and I'm here with Andre Simone, who's the draft guy. Yeah. Yep, Yep, that's that's right. You guys have heard me before at some point or other. You hear us on a weekly basis in your feed doing the draft pod. Of course, the guys uh, just got back from indianapolis they've got stuff going on after after being gone for a week and we thought what better time than to have us jump on since uh in our own way through the years we have contributed to yeah. to broncos content i got my start here 
You sure the did. Broncos podcast. You sure did. Oh, how time flies. Time flies. So anyways, we are honored to be here. We hope to not disappoint you. Yeah, we, might. we will still answer your questions. There will be less questions for us to answer just because of the timing we're doing. If you're looking for a full-blown combine workout recap, since we previewed it on the Draft Pod last week, you should tune in next week to the Draft Pod, which, again, is always every week in your feed on Thursday or Friday. Uh, so Talking yeah, draft. And now's the time for that. We do it year-round, and now it's more relevant than ever, as you could imagine with the draft. Uh, in, case, in case you hadn't heard. In case you hadn't heard. <laughs> on the way. Um, still happening. If you hadn't, still you might be very event. disappointed by this podcast, frankly. I'm very excited to talk just normal Broncos instead of future maybe Broncos. Fantastic. I have had so many thoughts bottled up, most of them unhappy. Oh, I heard there was like a big Patrick Mahomes thing. Before we go any further, I would just like to say well, let's not <laughs> I'm on I'm on team Patrick Mahomes is bad. So oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anti Patrick Mahomes here. Throwing your head in that ring. Yeah. I, I love throwing my head in rings. Um <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um yeah, so where do we even start today? Um No, the guys have come home with a lot of great combine intel. Yeah. Also I've been super jealous to hear all their stories and stuff. I um know. yeah, because they like Ryan got to talk to Visca about sitting next to Kobe. Yeah, pretty amazing. I know, um, so good. Yeah. So, the some of the more interesting intel they've come back. Mm, yes. My first little note is, please let's not get too caught up in the official visits. Eh. I've done this long enough. I've interviewed enough prospects. I've asked the question, "Have you spoken to the Broncos?" Probably about a hundred times now, mm-hmm. um, and the answer is almost always yes. How about Henry Ruggs' answer, which was, uh, uh, yeah, I think so. That's actually the most <laughs> common answer you'll get to that <laughs> question. Is like, uh, basically talk to every team. Let me think. The Broncos, uh, yes. Which is just crazy. Like, did you talk to John Elway yesterday? Uh, it's kind of escaping me. Like, <laughs> what is going on? But they're just, uh, you know, they're put through the ringer. And, you know, on top of the team sitting down and interviewing all these guys at the Combine, uh, Senior Bowl, the other more minor uh, all-star circuit games, scouts are on these campuses year-round. Yeah. Talking to coaches, talking to the players. Eh, the players not so much because, mm-hmm. you know, some things aren't allowed. Uh, talking to people in a, the administrative office. Talking to reporters. Reporters. Talking to guy to, you know, people they might run into. They, they really vet these guys thoroughly. It's pretty crazy. So don't get too caught up. I think the official visits were, will be more important. Really, at the Combine, though, a lot of these interviews, the official interviews you're going to get is going to be with the top underclassmen. Yeah. Because... They w- teams weren't certain these guys would be in the draft. Mm-hmm. So now they're playing a little bit of catch-up. And in an op- when you're at the Combine and you have the opportunity to sit down with these guys, you're going to take it. So, yes, the Broncos have interviewed a lot of the top wide receivers and top offensive tackles. Big surprise. I know. Not much to see here. Well, and, and I got hyped when Visco was, like, the first name out. Like, of all the receivers, it was like they talked to Visco. I was like, oh, yes, it's happening. It's finally happening. And then there's like, <laughs> also Justin Jefferson, also Henry Ruggs, right. probably. 
also Jerry Judy, also see, and so it's like, oh, like okay, T Higgins, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's interesting. It's been the smaller speed wide receivers, which they definitely could use more of. It's been the bigger wide receivers, which we've always mm-hmm. been like, oh, with Sutton, do you do you want someone different from him to compliment him, or do you want to go all in and say, hey, we've got three guys who are six four and run four fives, and good luck uh, handling us. Yeah, because we'll just out physical you and we were still pretty fast um so yeah there you go there you go other thing i got from the guys and this isn't so much you know uh, private conversations which we've had a few but they've barely been back so it's from listening to the pods that you guys have been listening um o-line is in the mix more than ever ron leary will not be brought back yep garrett bulls should not be brought back. Is but not they, well thought of. There's no way that... I mean, he'll still be on the roster, but... There's no way they pick up the option, though. Right? Even that's possible, but you think look, so? It's, it's just not... He's... there. The, the thought that he'll turn it around, that he's shown promise at the end of the year, it's just not there. No. He's a no. liability, and they need an upgrade at one of quarterback edge rusher and then i would argue offensive tackle the third most valuable position in all of football yeah especially in a pass heavy league it's crazy how they're like a bunch of players on the broncos team who i don't think are all that good but for some reason garrett bowles being bad just drives me insane like like i'm all right that's like, the feeling a lot of people have. <laughs> yeah. exactly it's like Deshaun hamilton you know he has some skills mm-hmm. there are some things he can do is he a good football player Nah. Right. you know like maybe he can be your number three You'd be better off making him your four, maybe your five. But you know what? I like him, and I'd love to see him get opportunities. With Garrett Bowles, it's just like, when when can this end? Can <laughs> When can this not be a storyline anymore? When can we just move on and never have to talk about the holding penalties and that holding number 72 joke is just disappearing? Yeah. I don't know. And then, I mean, Connor McGovern seems as much on the fence as ever. So I think yeah. you're realistically looking to... A- plug at least one probably two but by 2021 three if not four spots on the offensive line it is not where it needs to be so it's always been in play it's more in play than ever because you probably have to draft two of these guys and sign at least one free agent or vice versa yeah but i think this is an offseason where you want to add three starter level guys and and two receivers probably too and so that's that's five right there. Yeah, so th- lots of needs to address on that offense. Mm-hmm. And I do, and, you know, you then take all that into account with Vic Fangio's comments on how deep this wide receiver class is. Mm-hmm. It's not just the kind of overhyped, oh, it's a deep class, but by pick 50, all the top guys are gone. Yeah. This is... You know, not Fanjo's words, but the sense I got was this wide receiver class just keeps on giving. Yep. And the next year's wide receiver class is going to be pretty dope, too. So, yeah. I mean, Alabama's giving you more prospects again. Yeah. Like, like I mean, guys like Tillon Wallace, Jamar Chase. Seriously. Uh, Justin Ross at yeah. Clemson. There yeah. are a lot of really talented wide receivers in the upcoming draft. Do it again. Get more receivers. Just make Drew Locke happy. Give him all these options. 
protect him or whatever, but also give him the weapons. That's just so much fun. You know, I told Dre before we started taping this, like, it'd probably be smart to draft a lineman early. Like, the way everything's falling, if Andrew Thomas is there, you should draft Andrew Thomas in the mm-hmm. first round. Like, it's what you should do, and he'd be really good, and we'd all love him for the next 15 years. Yeah. But I would still just secretly, in the back of my head, be a tiny bit disappointed that they aren't bringing in some big, flashy receiver who's going to dominate, and you know? Well, can't they just do that the next round or the round after that? They couldn't get Visco. Or the round after that? No, they couldn't get ah, Visco. Yeah, I know. They couldn't get Visca no. and uh I like him. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. And it's also sounding like cornerback will be more in the mix. Reports um recently seem to suggest that the Broncos won't be tendering Devontae Bosby, who was kind of penciled in oh. as that op- option uh, opposite Bryce one. Callahan. I don't like that. I liked him. Don't like that. Like him doesn't mean he's out the mix necessarily, but and I think it's it was interesting that inside linebackers still be mentioned as a position that could be upgraded. I think that that's definitely true. Yeah, again, I think nothing too surprising for us talking doing mocks year round and talking about this stuff year round. But nice to hear it confirmed and kind of feel like yeah. okay. I think because I mean right now at linebacker Todd Davis, Josie Jewell, like that's your pairing with Alexander Johnson again. I love Alexander Johnson. I think he's going to be really good, but it's not like he, there's a huge sample size. Right. It's it's still early, um, and we ev- all signs are positive, mm-hmm. but that's not a lock either. Right. Um, Todd Davis was asked to do a lot in coverage. He was. And, and that's not exactly the spot for him to succeed in a scheme where linebackers being able to cover really well is kind of key. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And interesting reports on one of our guys very good cover linebacker out of Oregon Troy Dye who played like the last four weeks with the torn meniscus yeah he also had like a cast on his hand yeah and that was more obvious yeah maybe that was just like his way of like making everybody think they should be going after his wrist like Mm. like everybody's like targeting the wrist but staying away from his knee he throws like the bluff cast on Maybe. It's ah, an idea. Didn't he get a pick with the cast one of those games? Ooh, too? I'm not sure. Maybe the Washington. Probably. Maybe he didn't have the cast yet. He yeah. is dope. I, I really like his game. In mind, I'm sure we'll talk about him more next week as we recap the Combine. And again, something we've known for a little while and we've talked, we've speculated about prior to that, but running back very much in the mix. Yeah. And I think that that's right. I think, you know, they, they talked with J.K. Dobbins. Ah, uh, yeah, interesting. That's uh, that'd take a pretty penny to get him, but boy, would it be fun! And you know, see, we were—I've been so rational on this draft podcast. You know, ever since we started doing it in September, it's all just been very like I—I I feel like I'm being the as smart as I can be, uh-huh. saying like let's let's build up the offensive line. There's depth at receiver. You know, you don't necessarily need a running back, but uh, still in this scheme with the change, you could still use one even if it's not as much of a need. So you wait, and you get a guy like Anthony McFarlane, who's fun. But now, now that we're getting so close, we're seeing all these guys at the Combine. It's just like, it's like crack. It's, <laughs> it's like J.K. Dobbins in a Broncos uniform? Wow, I could just imagine. All of a sudden, he's just like catching ba- balls out of the backfield, taking them to the house, pairing with Philip Lindsay, throwing both on the field. Oh, I yeah, just love it. Exciting. We don't need a second receiving tight end, but Albert O., Coming to Denver, oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yes, the Missouri tight end who's 
ran an unofficial 449. We're actually watching the combine right now. Um, and would be a really nice H back moving yep. piece. Was really good on with Locke, his favorite he target. Was. So with all those tidbits, how does your board or mock or predictions on what the Broncos may do in the first couple of rounds change? Um, what would you prioritize? What would you tackle on first? So I think if if I'm picking for the Broncos, like projecting what the Broncos are going to do, what John Elway is going to do, I'd say they probably take whichever tackle is highest on their board on the mound. We have four um, to five top-end tackles who yep. we think would fit really nicely. Yep. I so, still think Andrew Thomas is first. I think I'd throw Mackay Becton second because of the upside, but that's risky. And if you have Garrett Bowles for a year, right. then you could maybe develop him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Though, as I've talked with Mace, if you were to go in that route, it'd be nice to draft a guy who could plug in at guard for you. Yeah. And, I mean... I like Wirfs. He's got the size. Wirfs, there were questions coming in. Would he have the length to stick at tackle? Yeah, he had length for days. Over 34-inch arms. Put that to rest. He's a tackle. As we've said all along, his upside is as high as anyone's. Yep. Um, Andrew Thomas, I'm with you. Super polished. Uh, bull in the run game. And really good balance. That guy anchors so nicely. Questions, how will he will he handle elite edge rushers? That kick step going outside in yep. pass protection. That's the only question, of course. That's what separates, you know, good, meh, and great offensive tackles is yep. a lot of times that kick step. Beckton, very intriguing. I mean, just raw tools for days, but a little sloppy. You got to yep. figure it out. Jedrick Wills is... A concern for me because I think he could be an elite guard. I think he could be the highest graded guard I've ever studied right there with Quentin Nelson and Chance Warmack, who did huh. not pan out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he he was highly touted coming in. I wasn't the only one high on Chance Warmack. Um I do wonder the Alabama right tackle how he would be as a left tackle and mm -hmm. how, I mean, that Michigan tape, I keep going back to it. His lateral movements uh, are concerning how he, how he operates in space. It's concerning. Yeah. Um, you know, even the power at the point of attack, he's super powerful, but you really see it when he, he re-anchors. You don't necessarily always see it and on first impact. Huh? So, yeah, and then Josh Jones, who keeps yep. rising up. Um, Consistently. You know, yeah. It's not like this Mackay Becton jump we right. saw. Right. It's just like, yeah, three spots today, two spots tomorrow, four spots. Yeah. Just super solid pass protector. Mm -hmm. Super solid. He d the, the questions I just had about Thomas or Becton. I mean, shoot, the questions I just had about all the top four, Jones kind of puts me at ease. I'm not as concerned about his ability in pass protection. He's not sloppy or raw like a Becton. Mm -hmm. There's no questions for me of, oh, could he actually play left tackle in the pros? Mm -hmm. And he's not inconsistent like Wirfs has been, yeah. who undoubtedly has the higher upside. But So those top five guys you would think, to me, the top three of those top five would be my favorites to be the pick at 15 with the intel we know now. Huh. 
So we're Specht and Thomas. Where would you go with receivers if you were to take one in the first round? Well, and that this is where this is where we diverge from what the Broncos seem more likely to do to what I would do. Yep. Because I have consistently had Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb ranked higher than the top offensive tackles. Yeah. And even Ruggs and Visca, after Wirfs and Thomas, I still have Ruggs and LaVisca Chenault ranked higher than that next tier of tackles, do you which have, to me is Will Do you have Ruggs or Visca higher right now? Uh, it's neck and neck, but Ruggs is one spot ahead of Visca. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I still have Visca right ahead of Ruggs, but... I think that those are probably the four who I see ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, then once you get into like the T Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Rieger, Justin Jefferson, like, I mean, they're good. They're good for sure, but they, they just aren't guys who really excite me. Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, yeah. But again, like, Donovan Peoples Jones. Not so mm. much. Antonio Gandy Golden. Yeah. Gabriel Davis, who lit up. Sure. Uh, Adibo. Yeah, but I mean, they just... Uh, right. No, again, those I mean, aren't guys who you expect to just dominate. Like, there's those, no denying that. I yeah. think a lot of those guys will be really good receivers for a long time, but when you look at Jerry Judy, for example, it's like, yeah, he's he's the number one receiver on 27 teams in the league in year two. He's the truth, for sure. Yeah. C.D. Lamb, right there. Visca has the potential to break the league. Like He has that incredibly high ceiling, and... I know I'm biased because I've spent so much time with him, but it just seems like if you could put him on the field for your team, like how could you not choose to do that? Like he is so close to being just an incredible prospect. You know, I was talking uh, earlier, like I see him, if, if I had to compare him to somebody, it'd be Saquon Barkley. Like like that's the build. That's the skill set. And sure, he's playing a lot more receiver than he's playing running back, but he has said he wants to play more running back. Like he's... yeah. All over the place. And he's the freak athlete. Like, we talk all the time about his strength, but his best strength is his short area quickness. He projects to be an incredible route runner. Like, his ability to beat press is insane. Yeah. Like, insane. The only the only question you can have about LaVisca Chenault is, will his he be production's healthy? elite on a per-game basis. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and like I, I've seen people put Brandon Ayuk right there. It's like, no, I've I've been watching all of the Pac-12 football for all year, and to say that those two are even comparable just doesn't even make sense. You know, we haven't gotten to the 40s today in the combine, but yes, you know, give us the hot, the 40 hot take. Yeah, Visca's gonna be faster than Brandon Ayuk. You watch him. I mean, <sighs> we're just saying, guys. I know. Like, saying. if you want to speak, is a much more dynamic yak weapon easily. And, and, and also, <sighs> boy, you think of him in that Shermer offense, oh. where, you know, hybrid players can play mm-hmm. really nicely. Boy, mm-hmm. boy, that's intriguing. And another knock I've been hearing is that, like, you have to manufacture touches for him. It's like, no, that's not what it is. It's that you can manufacture touches for him. You know, it, it's not like he's Cordero Patterson, who you have to, like, you know you have to give him the ball, but he's not going to be able to get open. No, you could play Visca as a receiver, and he'd get the ball, and he'd make a guy miss and go make plays. He's done that over and over again. Right, and you need to coach him up a little bit. It's it's a plus that you can manufacture touches and expect him to be incredible with the ball in his hands. And I I don't know. To, to see him compared to Brandon Ayuk after watching the Pac-12 all year, it's like, He's he's bigger, faster, stronger, and just generally better at football. Like, like I don't know. Yeah, and I, I like I Ayuk. I like think, Ayuk. 
ball in their hand, both very intriguing, dynamic uh, yak threats. Mm-hmm. Both need to be developed as route runners. Mm-hmm. Still, though, without the ball in their hand, I think Visca's the more dynamic athlete who's created more consistent separation on tape in yeah. that same exact conference. Yes, exactly. That same exact exactly. competition. And, and with Visca, even if his route running isn't there, I mean, who were the good route runners in this draft? Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to give, like, KJ Hill that nod? Like, yes, yes. KJ Hill deserves it. Van Jefferson, I think, yep, deserves it. I like it. him, too. I, I would really like him later Van's on. Van's intriguing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, like, when you're looking through these top guys, like, C.D. Lamb, he has potential. Like, mm-hmm. T. Higgins, he has potential. Henry Ruggs, they have potential. But when you're knocking Visca for not being a great route runner, he shows all the tools. Like, like he can do – like, he can get separation. He has incredible senses against zone coverage. He's always sitting down in the little pockets, getting the ball. Like, he's – Good job inc- tracking the ball. Nice yeah. hands. Like, I want him in the slot as much as possible. Like, yeah. if, if yeah. I'm in charge, he's, like, the X receiver, and then when you go three wide, you move him into the slot. Or, you know, also you can move him to H-back. You can move him to halfback. You can play him at Wildcat quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's not mm-hmm. – again, it's the most frustrating part is people see that as a knock. Like, oh, you have to, like, do all these different things to right. get the ball. No. It's like, no. But you can. Mm-hmm. You can do that mm-hmm. if you want to. Okay, I that's mean, my rant. That's some good points. But yeah. for for our listeners – why do you, an unbiased journalist who covered the Buffs for the first time this year, why do you, A, aren't too scared off by the medicals? Yeah, I'm not. And B, what what insights can you give us character-wise on him? So, medicals. Medicals. Um, I, I guess we're going to start hearing about that, the official stuff coming out here soon. Yeah. But none of it was related. Um, and it's right. the, the kind of thing where it's like kind of told to you off the record – um, but then you get further and further away so you can give up more details. So, like, I can say that Oregon game when he was questionable and didn't look like he was at full speed, that's because he had the flu all week. Like, that that's what was going on there. It wasn't that he had some lingering injury. Right, lower he, body exactly. was messing with him. It, it was the flu. And who knows, maybe he is plagued by fluky injuries his entire career. But it seems, I don't know. I mean, there, there are stories like uh, Marcus Lattimore or somebody, but, again, that, those are, like, catastrophic Injuries oh, yes. that, that nobody expected him to come back from. Um, Jake Butt. Um, those right. are pretty catastrophic right. injuries right. That when was you're doing it repeatedly. That was the second ACL to end his college career. That's tough. but Even Demarius Thomas, who I've compared his situation yeah. to, that's yeah. an ACL when he ended his career at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I think he's more similar to a Stefan Diggs. For whatever huh. reason, could never stay healthy at Maryland. Yeah. Highly touted recruit chooses Maryland over teams like Ohio State. Shows the flashes, but never is able to stay healthy long enough. Then comes in the NFL, and it turns out he just, it was just kind of a bad run of luck. Exactly. And I think Visca could very much fall in that same camp. Yeah. yeah. And when you look at Visca's body, like, he looks like Hercules. Again, I, everybody, this is coming from covering the team and spending a lot of time mm-hmm. with him. But when the measurables come out, and he's like just under six foot one, 227 pounds everybody's freaking out being like oh my goodness he's massive like this guy's a freak it's like you're like duh have 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 you been listening have have you been listening but yeah like that body again it's it's built just perfectly 
for a football player. And that's why I like to see it not work out would kind of surprise me. And he's just taking so many hits again, seeing him in the tunnel after uh, the USC game. There's the play when uh, Steven Montez uh, gets knocked out of the game late. They have to throw in the backup. Um, Buffs end up blowing that game. But in the tunnel after the game, Steven and Visco were waiting for their radio interviews. And there's like a couple steps down and Visco pulls up his shorts and it's like, dude, look at this. And it's just this massive bruise from like his kneecap all the way up his thigh. And uh, yikes. Steven's like, what happened? He's like, well, remember that play you got knocked down? I just took a cheap shot right there. And yeah. And so like, Crazy. it's that kind of stuff where that was nasty, but he played through it. And going into right. the character, like that's well, he's tough as nails. Yeah. Like there's the famous clip from his interview where he's like, so were you feeling pain out there playing day? And he just like laughs. He's like, yeah, there was pain, but. It's just pain. It's just that. It's just right. just pain. And then he's just like beating guys up. Like, I'm not worried about it. He just has too much potential to just be the perfect player for the modern NFL. Like, he's strong. He's crazy fast. But that gets forgotten because he is so big. Mm-hmm. And he can carry the ball. He can get open. Like, I just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I think uh, those are points. Good points. And, um, you know when everyone around the CU program is saying the same thing instead of thinking, oh, they're just homers. Uh, yeah. You know, these uh, some of these same people are people that were saying Philip Lindsay going undrafted is a joke. He'll be a quality mm-hmm. player in the NFL. And he was just getting beaten down. Like, he should have taken three games off. But again, he was trying his hardest to stay on the field. Like, he wasn't going to sit out unless somebody forced him to sit out. Right. The team couldn't afford to Right, they were let so him. relying on him. Yes. Yeah, but weirdly, they didn't give him the ball. Yeah. Like, he was almost used more as a decoy than it. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's so frustrating is the production. Like, even when he was open, they wouldn't throw him the ball. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt like there was... Somebody was saying, okay, guys, we can't go to Visca every play. And so they just not even look at him sometimes, even though the way that is supposed to work is that you get him the ball whenever he's open, and so then they double cover him or leave a a third guy over there to help, all that kind of stuff, and then that's what forces you to go away. And then later on in the game, late, they're like, oh, no, they're doing everything, and he's back open again, and he makes plays. That's what was working so well his junior year is that essentially when he was open, they gave him the ball, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's why you saw the game-winning touchdowns, that kind of stuff. It's... It's frustrating to to cover, but also like great guy, great football player. I want him to be here, especially because he's like friends with you know Jawan Winfrey and Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. He's close with, and Von Miller is very right. close with them. They're both from Desoto. Well, and as you mentioned, his upside is as high as just about anyone's in this class. And like you said earlier, like C.D. Lamb is. In right. terms of receivers, the only one I'd compare, I think. I think upside-wise, Chase Young would be higher. Mm-hmm. Okuda would be higher. Yeah. Worfs would be right there. Becton. Lamb would be right there. Becton would be right there. And Visca's like, right there with that group. Yeah. I mean, just upside-wise. And so to potentially get the second or third best player of the entire draft class at 15. Yeah. That, does that sound good to you? Sounds incredible. <laughs> oh, he's just the perfect fit. Well, I'm glad I got all that off my chest. Yeah. For more takes like that, tune into the draft podcast. Yeah. We will start tackling your questions. We've got some from last week's draft pod. We've got some more from our regular Broncos listeners. So we will tackle all of that. 
right now. JK. Breckenridge Brewery is pretty dope. Booyah. Uh, we haven't had any beers yet, and this is our second podcast, and it is 3.40 in the afternoon. Terrible. Poor planning. Yeah, That truly. shouldn't be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a bunch in the fridge. I, I haven't had enough of that Mile High City beer. I, ha- I had once. I had one of them, um, and it was really good, but I haven't had a chance to get another, and that's what's in the fridge. Should I go grab you one as you keep talking? Sure. Wait, are you grabbing you one too? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure I'll have one there alone. You there you go. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. So if you guys want to try these beers, whatever beer, wherever you are, then you should be using the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. Um, if you're up in Montana where I'm from, you know, I was in Missoula. There were like 40 options when I searched up there just because I was curious. 36 different states um, have Breckenridge beers and odds are you're in one of them. Uh, except for you guys, there are a lot of like international listeners. I'm not sure if Breckenridge is in different. <laughs> he brought himself a beer too. I did. I yeah, did. love it. Wait, wait, wait. You got to do it up to the mic. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. You're supposed to do the uh, thing after you. I guess. I mean, Henry's out here doing <laughs> after he's opened after I the opened can. It. Just thinking about it makes Jeez, me feel refreshed. Man. What a <laughs> what, what fake news from this guy. Also, Symbiotax, um, a great place to get your taxes done if you're like me and don't understand how taxes work. Here, here. I know that you have to pay them. I know that I have an app that tracks my mileage and that makes a difference. Nice. But if I'm kind of running out of time to get this figured out. And also, if you're like me and are making, you know, enough money, but not a lot of money, then you should be taking advantage of Symbiotax's free consultation when you call 720-366-4470. It's perfect. Um, George is a proud DNVR subscriber. He runs Symbiotax. It's locally owned, obviously. Um, They do all sorts of stuff. They can do simple stuff like I need. There isn't a whole lot going on in my tax life, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I know it's crazy how that stuff works. Like, There's got to be like some deductions that I'm not taking advantage of. Like, I don't have any kids or anything. I'm sure there is. Do you deduct oh, I thought your you were gonna say I'm sure do you, you deduct do. your internet? Um oh you can deduct internet? Yeah, oh because it it's your job. Yeah. yeah. Oh perfect. See, I just bought a desk. But again, I bet I tax will give much more better advice than than I will. I, I don't I know, know. That from working with other accountants, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I also bought a desk yesterday and a chair with a desk. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Seventy dollar chair. I'm going to be using that thing for decades. Jeez, dude. I know, I know. It's like it's a it's a good chair. Oh, wow. Yeah, you should have you should have felt the fifty dollars chairs. They were, and <laughs> <laughs> that that was not going to happen. Just trashola. Yeah, and so uh, I'm gonna figure out if I can deduct those. I also have okay. like my light for my uh, live videos. Uh huh. It's probably deductible. Sure. <laughs> if I plug it into an outlet, I bet my electricity is deductible. I don't know. Let George at Symbiotax figure all that out for you. Uh, you can call today. It's a free consultation, 720-366-4470. Or you can visit Symbiotax at S-Y-M-B-I-O-Tax.com. Boom. Boom. Um, what are we doing now? Broncos questions? Yeah, we're going to uh, start with our draft, draft question. questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not that we like them better. It's just that 
you no, know. I mean they they've had the a week. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've had a week to post there. So we're exactly. gonna give you a few more another segment before we tackle you our regular Broncos. I'm excited about Broncos questions too. Yeah, I'm, I I'm worried. I I got a feeling it's gonna be a lot of hey Mace, do your voice insanity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and then we have yeah. to try to do Mace doing whatever right, voice. We that love was. The what was that last voice he was doing? Beavis and Butthead. He was, yes, he was doing the Beavis voice. <laughs> That's right. Oh my so, god. Hopefully, for some reason, Dre gets to try to do Mace's Beavis voice. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if I have it in me. I don't um, think you do either. We're going to start it off with The Big Tabowski, a name that's familiar to so familiar. all young and old, draft and regular Bronx. I mean, let's all our draft pod listeners are already Broncos pod listeners. Exactly. It's the regular it's Broncos pod who ignore that sixth bonus <laughs> It's a bonus podcast. Pod. I know. It's such a good podcast, um, too. Yeah, exactly. Especially, Enjoy. like, if, it's if, very if everybody had been listening since September, like, we were on so many guys so early. We were. Ah, like Brandon Ayuk, who now is just a little bit overinflated, right, right. in my opinion. Yeah, we've had to market correct on guys like Austin Jackson I and know. Brandon Ayuk. I know. And, Isn't that and weird? And yet we're still high on Troy Dye and uh, LaVisca Chanel. Yep. Troy Dye is going to be And I think we've kind of plateaued something. on Justin Herbert. Yeah. I think we were lower then the world saw what we saw, and now we're all like kind of in yeah. agreement. Yeah, it's like you need a quarterback. He's right. he's the third best. You don't want Jordan Love, right? Like, <laughs> the NFL yeah. will overdraft him, and that's yep. cool. Yep. Hopefully the Chargers. Hopefully the Chargers. So, anyways, how about Tom Brady? How about him, huh? Would you? Okay, here's a question: Would you rather he goes to the Broncos or the Chargers? Chargers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question, though. I know. Isn't it tough? That's a good question. I uh, I thought Mace made a good point on one of the pods this week asking, is he even better than... Derek Carr? Derek... Oh, no, is that Drew Locke right oh, now. Oh, Drew Locke. Oh. Like, next year, would you rather I mean, Drew Locke or Brady? I mean... He wasn't good with the pass this year, man. It's true. He just wasn't. It's true. But also, it's cater the whole offense. Well, I know. Uh, And you don't expect him to get better. I mean, do you want Joe Montana behind center, too? Because it is Joe Montana. That's a good point. You want John Elway behind center? It is (laughs) John Elway. I mean, there were (laughs) points this season where I thought he at least has to suit up. I mean, (laughs) John is John, John, baby. You got Brandon Allen out there. Maybe maybe just have him loosen up a little bit up there in the box. No doubt. John, if he wanted to, could be better than Brandon Allen. (laughs) No offense, Um, Brandon. No. Big fans? (laughs) He has Within done so reason, much with we so are big little. Fans of Brandon Allen. That's exactly <laughs> right. Anyways, back okay. to this question. Ruggs is claiming he'll beat a 4-2-2, which kind of would destroy my closer to 4-4 than 4-2 comment. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it would. <laughs> Boy, would you look silly. I just don't <laughs> see him having that speed. Hey, man, when, when you're getting at elite levels of speed, I've watched tons of tape even then distinguishing... You know, and then you've got guys like Deshaun Jackson and Antonio yeah. Brown. They ran four fives. Yeah, we forget that stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, tough to tough to really gauge what an exact forty will be. But mm-hmm. hey, we'll be we'll be interested. He says, I still think he'll go end of round one at best. Wait, Ooh. wager. Now, Ooh. the big Tabowski lives. I'm happy to do any draft related wagers with you guys. As long as it's in good fun, which you're loyal listeners. I love you to death. I think the feeling's mutual. It's all in good fun. What I did last year with some people 
was I will wage if you lose the bet, all you have to do is go to our locker, buy yourself a DNVR shirt or hat, and I'm a big fan of hats. You've right paid now. off the bet. If I lose, you give me your address, paid by me, I will send you a DNVR shirt Ooh. to your place. I'll get in on that too. Does the big Tabowski want to be in this? Because he's in the UK, is my understanding, Ooh. and shipping costs come into play. So no, big fine. T, whether here or or on Twitter, on the DMs, whatever, we'll figure out a fair wager. I'm more than happy to do that, and we'll figure out the qualifiers. Here's the thing. I'm not sure I want to make that bet right now when he's going to listen after we see the 40 time. Fair enough. So let's figure this fair out point. next week. Fair point. I but will. right now I'm kind of thinking i give you like that over under at like 24. Mm. Yes. Yes. I, I think and that's I'd feel fair, pretty good. Right? Yeah. Because end yeah. of round end one, of round at one, best. Yeah. You know, like oh, is no. that the bottom third? Is that yeah? Uh. So if he beats a four four two, then he'll go top half of first round. Yeah. No yep. kidding. He'll be <laughs> the first wide receiver taken. Big T. Yep. If Al Davis was still alive, I bet. Um, with their top, with their top pick at worst, which is the twelfth. I kind of feel like that could vary easily. I think if he runs a four four two, there's like a forty five percent chance he's the first wide receiver. Yeah, I think like Al Davis might actually just come back to a life so that he can draft him. Like this, this feels like that kind of prospect. Yeah, only I think he's much better than a lot of the the yeah. bums who were just Darius fast. Hayward Bay. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> No offense. There so is. there's our answer to that, Big T. <laughs> then Big T doubles up. He will he will triple up. So oh, good. be ready. Um, we love you so much, Big Tabowski. Posted this on Broncos Pod 2, but would like your opinions too. He then corrects himself and says, I used two twice. Sorry. Smiley face. <laughs> Move bulls to guard? Question mark. I think he could do well there. Most of his <laughs> most of his holds. Come on the edge. <laughs> I love that we know that. <laughs> like, the, like yeah, if you were to I mean, ask, like, a, like a pretty good Broncos fan, like, you know, Ron Leary, he has his six holding penalties or whatever. Where do those come from? <laughs> right. Like, what's going wrong on right, those? Right, right. But with Garrett Bowles, we've all analyzed it so much that we're like, yeah. yeah he gets beat around the edge, and he just has to, like, right. get around the guy's neck to stop him. Right. And, I mean, no, for one, that's more often than not how you're going to beat get beat as a tackle. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. He's not so susceptible to that inside counter move as so many of these young guys are. I feel like that's my scouting board report on half these guys. It's like, eh, they get him on his inside shoulder. Bulls is good, good-ish good on that. Um, so give him two inside shoulders. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, most of his holds come on the edge. If someone beats him in five technique, usually – um, so could this be the answer? No, I don't think so. A, he's light in the pants. B, famously, the, part of the problem with Bulls is that, yes, he has a lot of holds, but he's also not an awesome run blocker. Yeah. And so he doesn't have the frame for it. He's not a great run blocker. <sighs> I mean, you know, playing guard is a lot more than being solid in pass protection. And the other thing is 
on the interior, you need you need a high IQ. And from what we've heard, Reisner was helping him with so much. So, yeah. no, to me, the answer is no. Um, I think at right tackle, he could be serviceable as he's been a serviceable to some extent left tackle but yeah. n- i'm long term i think you need to move on and stop trying to fit him in now also if the plan was to move him at guard you do not pick that fifth year option up yeah. because that's paying you as one of the you know within what would be reasonable for the top offensive tackles and so you'd be overpaying an unknown player at guard exactly so. and you know, he's, he's getting to the age where you start to wonder. Because if he's going to be playing this season at 28, he'd be playing on the option at 29. That's the other thing, man. He's so old. He is. For, you know, a guy I mean, who's only been in the NFL three years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, far be it from, you know, my 32-year-old. Isn't that crazy? Ron Leary is 30. Uh, he's, uh, like, a few days older than Juwan James, Hank. Yeah. Isn't it's just crazy? so weird. It's so weird. Ron Leary is 30. And, you know, a lot of us think that maybe he's kind of on right, the, like the downswing yeah. seriously. And we're talking about paying Garrett Bowles. What is that? 10 million? 12? It's going to be, I think, in the 8 to 12 range. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's for his age 29 season a year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been healthy throughout his career, which is something. Um, doesn't have as much wear and tear. As most twenty-nine-year-olds, mm-hmm. but still, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. You could see, you could see what happens w- when he's at guard because, like you said earlier, he's going to be on the roster. He's going to be doing something, but expecting him to all of a sudden break out would just be. No, I think you'd be more serv- You'd be better off trying to move him to right tackle or just make him your swing tackle for for a year. Yeah, you know, and you could have a worse swing tackle tackle option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because. He he was the starting tackle the last couple of years, and there was somebody behind him. Right, exactly. Oh, I love you too, Brandon. Like you. <laughs> yeah, oh, like you too, Brandon. oh, Brandon just walked in because he's leaving. And he said that he loved me, and he said that he liked Dre. Terrible. I work just with thought the we man. Should <laughs> <laughs> so Round the I. clock, and that's what I get. <laughs> um, Nick Geyer, good, good, ah. f- good friend. Uh, not just of the show, good friend in general. We've we've seen him at a ton and of maybe even just parties. good in general. That's right. Just Nick's a great very, guy. Yeah. He asks, I know you guys are going to cover everything, but I oh. heard there are like 17 new drills and some other that got cut out of the combine. How have the new drills gone so far? We'll answer this more in detail. Two drills I'm interested in. Instead of the bags, we were seeing they're using a sled. For the tight ends, yes, they're doing those blocking drills. I'm sure drills. we'll see that with O-line as well. Yep. Um, potentially D-line, really like that. Much easier to see, you know, uh, when it's working, it's obvious. When it's not working, it was very obvious. Ooh, it's harsh. Those guys were turning it like the hands of a clock, and it was <laughs> yeah. embarrassing. And then what they're going to have the defensive line do, run the hoop. So you basically uh. have two, like... So that sounds like my kind of drill. Think of, like, two... I mean, you might be flexible. I am very flexible. The, Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> no uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should do some yoga. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd uh, be great. What's our, I, what's our drill then? I'm just uh, the run the hoop. So uh, it's like two bigger circles on the ground. Think of like a, a big hula hoop, but they're together. So they almost mm. look like a figure eight. Okay. Towel in the middle shows that flexibility to bend oh. the edge. Yeah. Cause and the Broncos actually the, do that kind of stuff in practice. 
That's right. So that seems like a good idea. Make him do real practice drills instead of what happens when you run this far and then back the other way this far. There's sometimes a wide gap in our life experience and, uh, <laughs> you know, the generational gap. But then when we talk football, we come right back together. <laughs> I, I love it, it so much. <laughs> um, uh. So, you know, as someone who really loves the trenches and playing the trenches, those are two drills I am most interested in. Mm. Yeah. Those tight ends really embarrass themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are a couple. Okay. Colby Parkinson from Stanford just, like, dominated. Albert O. Not so much. <laughs> the, that's the thing about tight ends. The ones who run the in the four fours, <laughs> they are not going to be good at blocking. It's good they? to give like the good power tight ends yeah. a chance to shine. <laughs> yeah, Instead of everybody it. hitting like the scrawny assistant coach who's holding a bag. <laughs> that's exactly like, right. <laughs> uh, and final from the draft pod crew, Ethan Rosier asks, "Hi, Ethan. Hi." Who do you think in the draft can be a nice compliment to Draymond Jones? Enjoy this question. Let's go through my defensive line rankings. Before even looking at those, I'm going to start off Leaky Fotu. Nice compliment. Yep. The Utah defensive tackle. He flashes. He is massive. He's got wild hair. And he's <laughs> he would be a great compliment. High motor guy. Good run defender. Great compliment to Draymond, who's more of a, you know, um, uh, excellent interior penetrator. But, uh, you know, we, we got to beef him up a little. Yep. And with Lakai, you have, like, the long arms, too. Mm -hmm. Just Was clogging up space. Lakai? That's, that's what I've been going with. I think that that's right. I've, no. I've, I spent a lot of time researching but then I didn't say his name for, like, three weeks. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, was this what I was researching away from or into? But, yeah. I, I will have you know I saw Jalen... Rager tweet mm. out that it's pronounced Rager. Interesting. Yeah. Um, That's one we've gone back and forth else on. else would fit nicely? I guess in a similar sense, Raekwon Davis of Alabama with his length would fit mm -hmm. nicely. Neville Gallimore, the yeah. nose tackle of Oklahoma. And he's going to – he's fast too. I, yeah. I, I heard here. Uh, yes. rumors that it was going to be like 4-6 type speed. Again, Desha Deshaun Watson. No, 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 no. Deshaun Jackson, four five speed. So, oh yeah, take like that comp right there. Another Deshaun Hamilton. That'd be like as fast yeah. as Deshaun. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> how stupid is that? That a nose tackle would be that fast. <laughs> that's like Cute. Aaron Donald numbers if he runs yeah. in the four sixes. Yeah, I mean that's faster than like short of Noah Fant. That's faster than every tight end on the Broncos. Seriously, run. yeah, that would be stupid. Obviously, Derek Brown would be a phenomenal compliment. To anything. Kinlaw, too. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, Derek Brown, you could have him with uh, with a hamburger. He'd compliment that, too. I mean, uh -huh. again, that's pretty easy to compliment. How nice of you to say about hamburgers. Oh, <laughs> I thought, the way you looked at me, I so thought you sweet. thought I was, like, complimenting you. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> How did um, you get that? And finally, Ross Blacklock of um, TCU, I think, mm -hmm. would, would compliment um, Draymond nicely. Um, great question there. Very good question. Yeah, great question. That is our final batch of draft pod questions. Thank you, guys. Which means... Lots of love. That it is time to talk about our friends over at the Denver Rubber Company. Woo-woo! Love them. Yeah. Um, for any of your rubber needs, that's a place to go. It's been locally owned and operated since 1972. They're reliable, obviously local. Um, they provide the highest quality of products. You can get 
die-cut gaskets, um, molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing. Um, plus, you know, the snow is still here. Mm-hmm. I think it might be leaving soon, but I'm not totally sure. Um, Denver Rubber Company will get you all hooked up with anything you need for a snowplow. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, our snowiest month right around the corner. Oh. We forget. In March? That's March, baby. Oh, I never lived here in March before. Oh, yeah, that's our no. snowiest month. Sometimes April is. You're kidding. Heck, last year we were getting lots of snow in May, Hank. Ugh. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Everybody, let's meet up at Denver Rubber Company. They'll take care of it. Um, you yeah, can I mean, how stupid is it to drive cars when you could... I, I don't know. Snowplow sounds way more fun, frankly. Oh, so you would get your snowplow just to drive it around. Get all the snow oh, out of the way. Oh, are you it, kidding me? It wouldn't just be to like clear out your driveway or anything. Oh, no. I kind of like that. Yeah. I could drive up to Boulder every morning, just plow the road for everybody. If I could get my almost two-year-old daughter to wear her jacket once in a while, then <laughs> <laughs> like, I could uh, actually do that. Could you imagine? like, So in the parking garage, like everybody parks, are, like all the Buffs coaches, yeah. like football, basketball, all the players. Like, So I'd just be like walking out there with like Visca, for example. And I'd be just like walking up to my snowplow. Oh my! God. Like, how do you even explain that, dude? Those kids would think <laughs> that, that is so lit. Uh, it's oh. possible. It's possible. That's oh. a weird thing about spending all day talking with like eighteen to twenty-two year olds. Sometimes, like the recruits too. Like sometimes sixteen-year-olds, and just what is going on in their brain is always so interesting. Again, like Alex Fontenot, the running back. Like I remember going into the season right before Rocky Mountain Showdown. I asked him, like, what? What are you most excited about this season? He's like, travel. It's like, what? <laughs> what? That's not what you're supposed to say. But if you haven't been out, you know, out and about exactly. all that much, that would be. And so then I followed up with him every week. Like, I th- second road trip of the year yeah. was Arizona State. Yeah. And Tempe. Yeah, Tempe. Shouts. And so, like, <laughs> the day after they get back, I was like, okay, Alex, so you got to travel. How was that? And he was like, oh, it was incredible. It was an incredible weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you do? And he said, uh, we went to In-N-Out. I was like, no way, what else? And he was like, oh, no, that's it. It was just like a block away from our hotel. So we just like walked over and got In-N-Out and walked back. Wow. Yeah, and I was I like, mean, wow, that sounds like a great weekend. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Like my first business trip was kind of a treat in that way too. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And so like that's, that's the kind of stuff that you get talking with them. It's like, oh, that's where your brain is. Like, That's fun. <laughs> big, big that's game. Fun. You just want... <laughs> won your first game against a ranked opponent on the road in like 14 years or whatever also right spent that 30 minutes walking to and from in and out. <laughs> that's pretty <sighs> amazing yeah um, it's a good gig so tangent. call denver rubber company at 1-800-259-0010 or you can visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr and then they'll know that we sent you boom boom um so now the broncos comments yeah all right um, oh, we've we have got eight, Go eight thus far. I'm sure a few more will trickle in before we're done. I'm sure. We're going to get into all of these, and then I will let the guys know so they can get to your questions on Monday if we didn't get to yours um, today. So just know, you know, it's a, it's a unique pod. Uh, we appreciate you rolling with us and hope you still enjoy it. Mets Bronco 50 says, Hey, guys. After listening to the pod since training camp, you finally got me. So just to introduce myself, dude, welcome to the family, Mets Bronco. So happy to have you. I'm a lifelong <gasps> Broncos fan from Montana. <gasps> Go what Grizz. happened? 
No, yeah. the Montana. The Montana. Yeah. I was just excited about that. I'm wearing my Grizz hoodie. I unknowingly talked a little trash about oh Montana yeah. yesterday. Yeah, he said, I'd rather be... Exiled to Siberia. Why? Well, it was it was a but weird but what, what what was so appealing about Siberia? Well, to relax. That's right. Exile, he wanted to go I to Siberia to relax, <laughs> and specifically said better than Montana or the Dakotas. First of all, never ever 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 compare Montana with the Dakotas. Like they could not be more different. One is good. Two are very bad. Again, sorry to the Dakota people, but you you get it. Like, oh my goodness. Do you want to start going through all these Instagram things and I can show you how great, like... It's beautiful. I mean... And there's like uh, dozens and dozens of trails within 20 minutes of my house. I've been to Glacier. Uh, It's it's a magical... Have you been to Siberia? Wonderful place. I have not been to Siberia. Coronavirus is all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) I was merely talking trash and I Sounds peaceful. I am ashamed. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Ben so, anyways, notice. back to. Do you want to keep reading your, your <sighs> yeah, fellow I'll take brethren's it. I gotta get this question? Out. <laughs> Fan from Montana and blue and orange is just a way of life in my family. Haven't been to a game since I was four and had the privilege to watch a Super Bowl team dominate the Cowboys and witness touch or TD. Oh, see, that's what happens when I'm not on the Broncos. It's not touchdown. It's Terrell Davis. Yes, it um, is. Have one of his best performances. Anyway, you guys make my days at work so much better, and I'm excited to get to talk with you and be a part of DNVR. P.S. Work on getting Strawberry Sky here in Montana as my now fiance. Hey, congrats. Dude. Wow. Um, yeah. And my fiance and I made a trip in August where I had my first taste of that sweet Breck brew and miss it dearly. Sorry for the long comment, but it being my first one, I may have gotten carried away. Yeah. So you ended up introducing yourself to me and Dre, but I enjoyed it. And I'm yeah, we're glad to have you. Introduce yourself to the other crew. You get a double introduction. What a yeah. great treat for you and your fellow Montana brethren. I know. To greet Another you. one. There's a few of us. Count Lockula. We could take over. It is the takeover. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I would. Uh, we're all at ease. European so listeners. there. Rise up <laughs> with me. <laughs> Let's yeah. make this a you Europe get versus Dre. Montana thing. That'd exactly. be a fun. <laughs> Sounds um, like off-season content. Yeah, yes, it does. Yes, I don't know does. what we're gonna do. <laughs> Maybe we could all That's like true. make mock drafts, see who gets the closest, Montana or Europe, mm. <laughs> and mm. then everybody else can watch us. Very, very intriguing. Yeah, eh, maybe not. My geography. Well, yeah. Welcome to the family. Thanks for commenting. For hopefully, first of many comments to come. Hopefully. Nine also, draft pod comments. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta support Henry over here and his, uh, his Montana roots. Nine forty Bronco says, "I think the reason Zach is said to be do- okay, okay. Did you listen? No, to- no, I know. I have no idea what this means. Okay, a little backstory <laughs> for for you. Okay, I'm sure the rest of our listeners are more or less caught up. The Wednesday Pod. They- oh, I did see somebody tweet like. A golf voice mm-hmm. podcast? Yeah, well, Podcron tweeted that out. Of course. Oh, you know, he, uh, I love him. He breaks them all down. Um, yeah. Montana. Yeah. Montana <laughs> right there. Is he? Oh, everywhere. Let what? me tell you when I say everywhere. Oh my also, gosh. both of my grandmothers, Montana listeners. Well, so there you oh, go. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Shouts to them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just felt a lot of added pressure knowing your, gram- your grandmothers listen both, to this too. Both of them. At least that's wow. what they tell me. Um, Good for them. Um, my family <laughs> stopped listening to my podcast years ago. Yeah. Um, they said I I got too deep into you know like 
Did you hear? Like the did you hear about this kid, Austin Eckler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my grandpa's also done that to me. Where it's like, Grandpa, remember I, <laughs> I, I broke him down like years ago when no one knew about him. Anyways, anyways, so they're doing a pod like in a lobby, so they're having to keep kind of quiet. Oh, I do the opposite. So it's got that AS. You would. God, you're such a savage. <laughs> um, <laughs> airport pod just screaming in the middle of the airport, getting do all you the know attention. What ASMR is now. Yeah, it's a thing where people either like, <laughs> yeah, they like. Kinda, there you go. Do they kind of like get off to yeah, weird sounds yeah. like whispers? Here, and so like, it it makes you. I have very. Oh, it, it gives you like the tingles. Almost. Yeah, a girl so it's from an enjoyable feeling. A girl but from not necessarily sexual arouser. Yeah, Maybe. a girl from yes, uh, from from right. Tinder uh, <laughs> said said that she actually can't go to sleep without ASMR, and that's like obviously why I stopped messaging wow. her because I was like, eh, I don't know, oh, that's that. a weird overshare. Really, I think so, right? Well, let's see where this comment goes. <laughs> Feels like our standards might be low enough to, to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So now that Henry's caught up. I think the reason Zach is said to be doing ASMR is because on the pod, RK and Mace were speaking quietly away from the mic, whereas Zach was speaking much closer to it and his <laughs> voice was more <laughs> present. He has such a great voice, such a great laugh, but everyone's whisper him, giggle. Gives him stuff. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that being said, stop ASMR. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, It's yes. really uncomfortable. LOL. The amount of people that have jumped on that train is slightly distressed. I mean, I only get the what I think is the ASMR feeling mm. when someone I used to really get this when I was in jobs I disliked. I'm really when enjoying someone this. will be like, oh, uh, let me show you how to do that. And I just get to sit back and watch. And I'm almost like fighting <laughs> sleep. <laughs> That's where I get ASMR huh. type feeling. Huh. I'm a weirdo. It's like do yeah. things for me, and which really <laughs> sucks because I gotta help all you guys with yeah. all sort of minute. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, BS. Yeah, if you want to watch me uh, post this podcast later, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> exactly. The amount of people that have, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of sports memorabilia. Notably, no paragraph break. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the next sentence. I love these comments. In terms of sports memorabilia, I have a baseball signed by Josh Beckett. Oh, wow. Because a former neighbor of mine was a big wig with Budweiser and went hunting with him. I hadn't thought about Josh Beckett in forever. They must have been talking about sports memorabilia on the last pod. That's what I get out of that. Yeah. Jalen Hurts just ran a 4-6. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. uh, fast. Albert O, faster than Jalen Hurts, famously. Wow. He probably would have been a Heisman at Oklahoma had he just played quarterback at Oklahoma. Yep. That's my yep. hot take for the day. That's a good one. You guys don't have many questions for us. These are just like comments that no, we I get to be silly during <laughs> no, them. I know. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. And yet <laughs> I'm slightly off put by not talking football <laughs> more in this <laughs> Um. Oh, Carpaccio Chris has a couple. You wanna you wanna handle Carpaccio? I do. Okay. Um you guys crack me up how quiet you were on Wednesday's pod. <laughs> Thank you. Uh normally on my commute home I have the volume somewhere between eight and ten. Nice. But for this particularly quiet pod, I was between twelve and fourteen. Oh. Twelve on side roads. 
14 on the freeway. Man, that raising the volume <laughs> on the freeway, that really bucked I me know. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, to the big Tabowski's preposterous and insubordinate comments on hockey, <laughs> most of my family members slash friends also say they can't follow the puck, so it's hard for them to get into it. I tell them you have to have a good understanding of the structure of the game in order to have an idea of where the puck should be and or could be. Football and hockey are my two biggest loves as far nice. as sports go. I played football in high school and hockey on a club team growing up. Now, as a 23-year-old, hey, also my brother. Might as well be from Montana being 23. Nice, um, nice. Age brothers, too. Age wow. brothers. Wow. Uh, yeah. I play in an adult league, often referred to as beer league, because mm -hmm. we often have a couple of brews prior to each game and after each game. It's right some on. of the best times. Although, as you can imagine, sometimes beer and the physicality of the game can go very sideways. LOL. I've heard some wild beer league stories. Have oh. you ever heard any uh, wild beer league curling stories? No. Because that's how I spent my college career. A beer league curling. With one of my professors, yep. Incredible. There is so much I still have Incredible. to learn about you, Incredible. Henry. No, I, I would love to go curling here. I haven't gone, in, obviously, since I came out here, but it is so much fun because like, you don't well, really you get should, hurt as long you as you keep your balance. Yeah, I would love to. You it's seem like a curler. basically ice bocce and, you know, bocce. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, I know. Bocce ball. Ah, love it. Yeah. I wonder if we could get – we should get Lindsay to partner us with some so, curling thing. We could have a DNVR curling team. You just need, like, four people to go each week. My my loving and supportive mother, who I have a whole shtick that she doesn't love me, but clearly she does. Probably. Um, has always told me, again, a bit of a backhanded comment to, uh, compliment here. She's always told me that I'm really good at picking up on context clues. Oh. Because, you know, I'm not... I'm not super bright in other areas, <laughs> but I pick up context clues, huh. so I kind of fill in the blanks. Yeah. Now, my lack of knowledge of exactly what the big T was saying and not seeing the puck and why hockey is hard to follow, if I may defend my fellow European brethren, brethren the big T, yes. the a real key, Jake Fromm running a 501, Ooh, go to the XFL, Jake Fromm. Maybe. Um, is if he's in Europe and having a stream on his laptop That's a face. and you're not getting the full HD oh, stream, yeah. then yeah, finding the puck it is going to be a little tougher. I would say sit closer to the TV too. That's what I do. Roommate thinks it's weird, but what are you going to do? Just stick your face right up in there. I'm sure he thinks you are <laughs> quite I, odd. <laughs> I spent all day yesterday building things. I got a free bed out of my job, which is a different story, but uh, also got a desk and a chair, which I referenced earlier. He came home, and I had a ticket to the Avs game. I had to go, like, check in. Uh -huh. and so I just made a quick lap over to the Pepsi Center and back so I could go sell that oh ticket. <laughs> made a couple bucks. But, um, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so then I guess while I was gone, he came home, and there's just boxes everywhere, <laughs> just cardboard <laughs> everywhere. There's like a half-built desk on my floor. Somehow my mattress is now on a bed. And he just texted me. He's like, are you alive? And I was like, oh, do I text him back or do I let him wonder for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got back and was like, what the hell? Like, I thought that something horrible had happened. There's just like knives laying around on your floor because I had to cut the boxes open. Oh, I come my to God, like, Henry. Yeah. What a nightmare you'd be to live with. Agreed. Tell the listeners, you, you, your roommate came home. You were watching the Pac-12 Network because you were re-watching a Buffs basketball <laughs> game. And what did he say to you? Um, he, well, he essentially said, why, oh, he said, I'm going to my room. Let me know when you turn this off. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Pac-12 Network. 
Eh. Wow. Not a fan, <laughs> the old roommate. Um, uh, so, you know, if you have a nice HD widescreen TV, hockey is a beautiful sport. Or if you go to the game. Best sport. Live. Oh, it's incredible. Live, there's nothing so better. So disappointed I didn't get to actually go last night. My busy wife building desks. loves going to a live. So much fun. Oh, I, they're, they're I the know. I got, and the abs are just I'm getting so playoff tickets because I got my season tickets for next year. What? Did we not talk about this? Oh, my God. Yeah. But the reason I did is because, like, if they go to the Stanley Cup, I'm paying $49 per ticket per game. Jeez Louise. Isn't that crazy? And that's why I was like, you know what? We're going to pull the trigger. It's irresponsible, but a lot of things are irresponsible that I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to bring girls is the end of the story. Let's do it. Exactly. I know. I got to do something to kickstart my dating life. <laughs> the ladies like love uh, playoff tickets. And bed know? frames <laughs> is yeah. what I've been told. Heck yeah. Carpaccio Chris then gives us a PS. Yes. PS. I was reading the reviews on Apple Podcasts, and someone said good content, but too long. What the hell? I wish you guys would make three-hour pods every day. LOL. Not entirely feasible, but oftentimes I prefer listening to the pod more than I prefer watching TV. Thanks, Mm. fellas. Much love. Hopefully, Carpaccio Chris... Also getting his bonus draft pod in. Yes. And I know this game. I don't get why anyone would complain. If I don't have time, I listen to the first segment of the Broncos pod. But what I used to do, I had a long commute to Boulder. I'd work Mm -hmm. in a cubicle for eight hours, and then I had a long commute back. Now you get to work in Brandon's office. So I would listen to our office, yes, I would Our listen. <laughs> I would listen to <laughs> your shared office. Not, <laughs> that's exactly right. Not that's Brandon's exactly office, right. You also have a desk in. I, uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I would listen to like ten hours straight of podcasts and having longer pods. Nothing wrong with I know. it. It was Long great. Drives. You want to drive from Montana to Colorado? Boom. Just don't listen Beautiful. to Broncos pod for right. two days. You travel. Oh, just download a bunch. Before. Well, I used to not watch TV and just listen podcasts either. Speaking about roommates, my college roommates were confused especially when we first moved in and i'd just be sitting on the couch and the three of them would come home and i'd just be like sitting there staring straight ahead with the podcast playing on my speaker it's so old school when i i do that now too sometimes i know and i think (laughs) like you know i used to think like oh in the 40s they were so like such old fogies for listening to radio could you imagine like being in charge like Going from 2020 and going back and your job just being like, okay, entertain people in this era. It'd be so easy. Like doing this job. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't know. I don't know if we'd tap into those 1940s. Uh, yeah. you know. Different vibes, maybe. Yeah, different vibes, I think. <laughs> Fair to say. You want to take Ethan Rosier's question? A question for all three of you. Well, you get <laughs> none of them. None Who is your best players for each position in the draft? Oh, easy. Who is someone that is considered great but looks to be a bust? Um, Jacob Eason. I'm not sure if he's considered great, but oh. I was, for those of you who haven't heard, oh no, he's a bust. He's the bust one. Do you want to throw Jordan Love in there? Uh, I mean, yeah. What about I mean, Justin I don't Herbert? Like his game. Justin Herbert is going to be all Let, right. He'll be a starter go. for a while. You know who I might? Ah, oh man, am I? Am I ready to have this take out in the world? I think I am someone who is being hyped up as good, but I think will be a bust. Is Brandon Ayuk? I was wondering if that's where you're going. <sighs> I mean, 
not to double down on the poor guy right now, but uh, on this pod of ours today. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, yeah. Okay. Best player positions. Uh, quarterback. Okay. Burrow. Do Burrow. you agree? Yep. Throw two up there too. Running back. I say DeAndre Swift. I think you'll say uh, someone else. I like Jonathan Taylor. Let's. I do mean, it. Jordan Taylor. Throwback. To when Dre couldn't remember the names. Oh my gosh, you got it wrong? Oh no, no, I got it right. Oh, but then okay, I threw okay. a, oh. I threw Jordan. T- oh, no, man. it's Jonathan. That made me so happy <laughs> for a second. <laughs> Wide receiver. This is subject to change as early as next week. As of now, I say CD Lamb. Oh wow. You've you got put him Jay. ahead of Jerry Judy. I do. I, that's that's been the case for a while. I'll take Jerry Judy. Cool. Tight end. I say Cole Komet. Oh, I actually really like Colby Parkinson. Really? As the top? I know. Top. I know it's a stretch. You know, I think Hunter Bryant, Hunter, too. I was going to say, Hunter Bryant might be the guy who intrigues me most. Offensive tackle, this is f- so fluid. Worfs and Thomas, for me, are neck and uh, neck. Still ahead of Becton. I'll say Thomas. You have uh, Becton? OT1? No. Oh. But I think I could see him and Worfs being a conversation for yes. two. Yeah. Well, and Wills might be the guy who the consensus is highest on. Yeah. Who's yeah. your top-rated test? Still Andrew Thomas. Yeah, okay. We agree. Um, interior offensive lineman, I'm kind of cheating for my board because I think that's where he projects best. It's Jedrick Wills. Mm-hmm. If that's cheating, I say Lloyd Cushenberry. Hank? I really like Cushenberry. I think uh, Biadash would be interesting. Both of those uh, Oregon guys, Lemieux and... Uh, yeah. Um, uh, oh, what's the other one's name? Well, for one, there's the center, Hanson, right? Hanson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two, I'm I think, are underrated. Morton probably profiles inside. Yeah. We haven't talked enough about him, but Natane Muti, the left tackle for Fresno State, injury concerns. He projects to be an interior offensive lineman. I love him if his medicals check out. He also had 44 bench presses today. That's quite a few. Sure is. Interior defensive line, Derek Brown, I think we agree. Yep. Edge rushers, yep. yeah. Chase Young, nothing to see here. Linebacker Isaiah Thomas, nothing to see here. Uh, oh, Isaiah Simmons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, who's Isaiah Thomas? Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Take your right. pick. The, <laughs> the great point guard for the Pistons, and also the like other point guard. When I was minus twenty years, and then yeah. right, <laughs> the really short Isaiah Thomas, who is named so because his father lost a bet. Cornerback yeah. Jeffrey Okuda. Oh, these are kind of boring. I thought they'd be more I interesting. Know. I know. Yeah. And Who's your number two corner? That's where it gets interesting. Trayvon Diggs? Still Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, for me. yeah, me too. Safety. Well, technically it's Isaiah Simmons there too. But <laughs> every defensive <laughs> position, Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> Chase Young is your edge. Everybody right. else, Isaiah Simmons. Xavier McKinney, I think, is my top one. Are yeah. S- are you staying on Delpit? Or are no. You? Yeah. No. Again, he has to. What I think he could be a good value pick. Oh, Ayuk is running. We're watching it live. Four, five, four, four five, four, one. Four. Yeah. Again, we're going to talk about all this next week. So we're going to we try not to get too caught up. <sighs> but we are recording no, this on a Thursday afternoon. Oh, they gave him the four, five, oh. Yeah. I mean, big whoop. Uh, you're a disappointment, Brandon. Sorry. And he is making disappointed faces. Yeah. I think Tony well Brown's in this batch, too. And then Visca's later tonight. Ooh, oh, yeah. Fun, Tony Brown's next fun, up. Fun, there he is. Fun. Okay. He's just not going to impress that. Ice I don't think. hold the water. 
Oh, punters. Pretty man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kickers? <laughs> they have stats. Sorry, the Go audio. Go the stats. The audio cut out on that last oh. part. We're oh. just going <laughs> to keep on with the show. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, guys. Like Rodrigo even, Blankenship? Even, I guess. I mean, he's got cool glasses. <laughs> he does have cool glasses. I don't believe in the leg. Um, uh. Even NFL coaches are like, I don't know what I'm watching. It's yeah. like, truly, there's like a very specific special teams niche, and I'm not going to lie to you and pretend I know anything. I wonder so. what uh, Bredden Man's uh, 40 time is. Well, the Arizona State punter had like 26 bench reps today. Wow. That is so unnecessary. (laughs) Here, here. (laughs) Ethan, (laughs) thank you for your question. (laughs) Okay. Just ice hold the water. Hey, guys. First off, I just want to say that your indie podcasts were absolutely hilarious. I agree completely. It's great to hear the guys bonding on some travel. And, um, yeah, they've been phenomenal pods. Go back and listen to them. They are evergreen and fantastic. Four six eight for Tony Brown. Tony Brown. That's kind of what I expected. Very slow. That's <clears> not his game. But a solid, solid wide receiver despite that time. Yep. Okay. Between the conversation itself and just <sighs> thinking about you guys in a public location. Aww. Right now, we know that the Patriots are interesting in interested in Andy Dalton, but I truly think the Patriots will try to get the guy that doesn't live on this planet. Yes. Joe Flacco. That must be a reference I do not understand. Whoa. Yeah. Deep Where does he live? There. Oh, did because he, he got fired into the sun? Oh, Maybe. Oh There's man, a guess. There's dude. a guess. I think you nailed it. Um, I mean, again, <laughs> you're going to, as my mom would say, you're going to context clues. You're going to yep. go far in line. Those, those Broncos guys love, love firing people into the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. That's the thing. There is yes. nothing they love Good more. Good point. Um, I don't know why. But Belichick would love a veteran guy that he can see eye to eye with. I mean, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if he can see eye to eye Is with Andy Joe. Um, oh, Joe, yeah, yeah. I mean, he I really won't tall. be scared, but I think it's pos- it's a possibility they are looking at if Tom doesn't come back. What do you guys think? If not Andy or Tom, who? No, thank you, sir. Just ice hold the water. Woof. Oh, that was, uh, a lot of that was over my head. Anyways, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think if Brady seems to be the favorite for Cephas. to go to Tennessee, mm. then I think Tannehill would be a really intriguing option in New England. I yeah. think Mace has made some great cases for Dalton being intriguing in New England. I think Marcus Mariota could fit as well. He'd be interesting. I wouldn't discount Philip Rivers. I know. Or Derek Carr, if that option came open. Derek Carr, to me, seems like a really intriguing Patriots guy. Yeah. So uh, the dynasty's over. Names. Oh, here, joy to the world. Thank goodness. I never thought this day would come. <laughs> Nor I. There were times where I thought, will this ever end? And I had always decided no. <laughs> yeah, oh, Chase, Chase Claypool faster than Brandon Ayuk. Whoa, and that guy is like 230 plus. People are thinking you should convert to tight end. So, okay, I keep refreshing. It's still the same. A L.A. Bronco 30. That's your question, Hank. Hey guys, three quick questions. One, how come Mace got to stay in Indy and have fun while RK and Zach had to go home? Did you two get in trouble and sent back for detention? So I have no real insight here, but uh, 
I will no. confirm that yes. Oh. Oh, oh, please confirm. I definitely I definitely think that that's what happened. Okay. Just right seeing on. those two, the golf podcast, whatever. I think podcast, that's how whatever. they planned yeah. it out. I know Z's been having some stuff going on that he wanted to get back to. And, uh, you know, Ryan does a lot more than just cover the Broncos. And um, it's very helpful to yeah us on the, the business side uh, to have the big guy back. Um, the big guy. I like it. And yeah, while Mace is just, uh, you know, he's the ultimate NFL insider and uh, he needs to keep his boots to the ground as long as possible to give us all the great insights he can get. So that's uh, there you go. Yes, sir. That's the honest answer. Number two. Do you have any history on Pat Bolin and how he became wealthy enough to own the Broncos? Was that oil money? I think. Um, I mean, this one came in before we started the pod, so I did not prep. Hank is going to do a Google Let's search, which I'm sure you could have as well. Nah, ours will be I'll better. I'll be sure to let, um, to let Mace know you asked. But yeah, yeah. I think oil money sounds right. Oh, he was a lawyer and business guy. Oh, and that was mining where he invested. Yeah, I, I that does make sense now. I forgot about that because yes. of the Canada ties. Um, oh, yeah. Remember that? I had forgotten. What a cool guy. Um, but yeah, he uh, he bought them from somebody here who like started them. I, I can't remember the whole story. You should ask that again because again, yeah, I mean, this we is, have the greatest like Broncos history. He can give you all staff. the details. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Kaiser, I've like that name. Yeah, Kaiser. So maybe some some of yeah, th- that it's it's a cool story, but yeah. not one that I've paid attention to recently. That's a maze question. Yeah, um, I've truly forgotten like half my life, so I'm sorry. I've yeah, same. <laughs> Not nearly as much though. And I then guess. finally, a question we can't answer: Who is each of your favorite underrated, uh, underrated combine slash draft prospect? Keep up the good work, fellas. To Drew Finity and B Lock. Oh wow, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Holy I know, I cow, it. that is phenomenal. Um, underrated. Visca is still underrated, but let's <laughs> move on from that. Um, yeah, you did do a whole rant. I know. I would start with Denzel Mims. Mm, okay. Catching steam. Van Jefferson, who you brought up earlier. I like him. I like him a lot. You know what's great about him? Huh. He's a wide receiver coach's son. Oh, he is that a, why that happened? Yeah. He has a really good first day at the Senior Bowl. I go and interview him after practice. Like, hey, you had a great day. How'd it go for you? First thing he mentions, I could have been crisper on my routes. Huh. So he's that type of dude. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and so that's the weird thing is that like when you're scouting route running, you don't necessarily look at who's the best route runner. You look at who has the feet to be a good route runner because you know you can develop them. Good um, point. With him, it does bring into question the ceiling a little bit, like how much more development can he do if he's mm-hmm. already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, he's fast. He works well out of the slot. I could see him doing some really cool things in the NFL. Yeah. Um, I think Ben Barch is still underrated, the Division Three St. John's offensive tackle. I think he could truly be a left tackle in the NFL. You don't say that about a lot of smaller school guys. Yep, Dante um, Olson, Davion Taylor, a couple of our favorite underrated. Yeah, yep. um, two linebackers, one from CU, one from Montana. Anthony McFarland is another guy who we haven't talked about in a while, but I love his game. I think he really fits really reminds well. me of Tevin Coleman when I studied yeah. Coleman in Indiana. But with dreads. Yeah. So, I don't know. I s- it seems like all the running backs with dreads are successful, and I know that that's wrong. 
Troy Pride Jr., the cornerback out of Notre Dame, would be another guy on that list. Sorry, go back to your dread stock. No, I think that that's probably about sums it up. I don't think it's that deep. Steven Jackson. Yeah, they all get compared to each other, too. It's They very lame. much do. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of lame. It is lame. Um, it's kind of like, I, I remember NBA, there was like an NBA scout who said, when you're making player comparisons, all your white guys have to be compared to black guys and all the black guys to white. That way you just totally ignore all that kind of stuff and you just have to actually go off of basketball. Cross-racial comparisons. Yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. Broncos only. Could the team be sold and the general public not even learn about it until afterwards? I'm interested in your thoughts, insights as to how the process would work. Um, negotiations could be kept on the hush-hush, but once yep. that bad boy is sold, that's public record. You yep. need to make that available. Um, our, our classy reporters can answer that, but you are a qualified reporter, fresh yeah. out of school. But yeah, I'm correct in saying that. I mean, essentially, you just keep hiding everything, and then whenever the deal goes through, you got to file it with somebody, mm -hmm. and then that somebody is going to. It's either going to be. I don't know if you have to. You must have to go through the courts, and like put yeah, something through the government for something like that. But then also, I mean, a transaction of that level is hard to kind of. Exactly, and then you have to do the same that. thing through uh, the NFL, and then immediately somebody's texting Adam Schefter and saying, "Hey, just look what happened." So. Once once that sells, then we'll probably know shortly after. But after going through this Buffs coaching search, you learn nothing throughout the entire process. They keep everything on the down low, and you don't know until a deal is done that they were even talking to the guy. I could see that same thing happening. Good for them, I say. Yeah. What are we? <laughs> sure. What are we going to do if we end up with a bad owner? That's a nightmare scenario. You'd yeah, lose. It is. You'd lose a lot of games. That's what you do. Problem is, you almost don't know you've got a bad owner until it's too late. Yeah. Like, Schneider at the Redskins didn't seem like a bad owner. No. It was like, wow, this dude's really willing to spend in free agency and do a lot of yep. stuff. Then after a while, it's like, wow, he doesn't know what to do. He's putting the wrong people in place. He only hires yes men, and this is a disaster. And you see that everywhere. It's it's uh yeah. And once they're in, there's nothing you can really do about it. Right. Yep. Pretty much. The um, NFL would have to step in, and that takes mm -hmm. something crazy happening. Yeah, from my experience as a soccer fan, my my team growing up is AC Milan. We used to be like better than Barcelona and Real Madrid when I still lived in Italy. That's right. And then um, the team is sold, and um, they have been horrendous. They yep. they haven't even been one of the like six best teams in Italy lately. So I mean, the fall can be hard. The fall can be drastic, and it can be it can be messy. Um, so you really hope that whoever steps up and pays that $4 billion is passionate and will make it so that he's accountable and the buck ends with him, but that he's also able to step back and empower the right people to, to make the right decisions. I mean, good, uh, good leadership from the top down is a uh, key in any business. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's kind of been a weird situation. You say you trust Joe Ellis. Um, you right. you trust goes on to say granted the Bullens oh, are dysfunctional but right now with Joe Ellis running the team I do believe in the leadership of the organization how worried are you guys yeah so I, I don't think we were all there I don't think we all trusted Joe Ellis throughout this entire process no. I think I think he probably learned maybe he just caught some bad breaks early but that's the other thing to keep in mind is that if the team does sell and they have two losing seasons that doesn't mean that 
they're going to always be bad. If you if you bring in a smart guy to run the team, he's going to figure out how to run a team. Right. And I think, um, yeah, Joe Ellis and the whole situation right now is pretty dysfunctional. Yeah. It's a mess. And um, we're lucky that the people on the football decisions have been able to make enough right calls to where it seems like the, the team's moving in the right direction. But, I mean, generally speaking, it's been a bit of a disastrous stretch lately. And um, for the most part, an ownership change should help that greatly, I think. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Do you want to keep talking until Visca goes? No, it's going to be a while, isn't it? They're still yeah, it's the going to be a while. We can't just <sighs> uh, freelance, so, sadly. That's too bad. Yeah, some of these speedsters, maybe, the, uh, maybe this wide receiver class <sighs> loses a bit of its shine. Yeah, Devin Duvernay. But we shall talk about four, all four. that next week. Oh, my gosh. Duvernay did a great job. Um, well, guys, I hope this wasn't horrible having us on. Listen to the draft pod if you like it. Yep. Or Definitely even if you just want content and don't necessarily like it. That's right. Yeah, there you go. And if you do like it, give us a nice review on iTunes and what yes. have you. Um refresh that real quick i just did to make sure we're still at the okay. eight questions loading scrolling loading eight comments still okay i think we're done thanks guys appreciate it you'll be back to regularly scheduled programming next week uh but yeah do tune into the draft pod we're gonna keep doing more and more with this and uh we really appreciate your support as always yes we do ah mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.